Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific markets are trading mixed this morning following a similar performance on Wall Street overnight. Ryan Huang joins me this morning with all the action. Good morning, Ryan. Good morning, morning, Michelle. All right, let's start the morning with three very different industries, Ryan. Petroleum, Big Pharma and AI. And not three, but four major acquisitions and investments. In fact, I'm ready to call this the season of mergers and acquisitions. Let's start with the world of energy and the biggest of the four investments, Chevron is preparing to spend 53 billion US dollars to buy an independent oil and natural gas producer called Hess Corp. So what does Chevron see in Hess that is worth 53 billion? Yeah, interesting time to see these M&A deals going on, especially in the energy space. So Chevron spending big to buy Hess and the 53 billion dollar price tag is in stock and it will be the Second proposed merger in the space of one month. And you might remember not too long ago, we were talking about ExxonMobil going for PNR or Pioneer Natural Resources for $60 billion. So it really sets up the space for even more competition going into new drilling projects. Mm -hmm. And the one in focus here is in Guyana, which is in South America. So this is one of the spots where there have been new discoveries, where there's more um, potential oil fields that they can uncover. So they are aiming for, I guess, um, revenue to come from this space and to um, discover and develop this drilling in uh, oil field. So this is where Chevron is signaling that it is going to be doubling down on fossil fuels. That is going to be a mainstay for Chevron based on what they are planning. What a mega deal and it raises the heat in the competition with uh, gas and oil producer sitting at number two, Exxon, right? All right, Chevron's acquisition of Hess is an all-stock deal. Purchasing Hess is going to increase Chevron's holdings in Guyana, that is home to the world's largest and one of the most profitable crude oil discoveries in the past decade. This is the second major takeover by an energy giant in the last fortnight. Earlier this month, Exxon Mobil purchase a company in Texas, Permian Basin, for nearly 60 billion US dollars. So despite concerns about climate change, it seems uh, big oil is doubling down on fossil fuels. What do you make of this? Yeah, I think there are a couple of things to unpack here. Mm. One is how we've been pushing or at least hearing a lot of people, uh, a lot of companies, a lot of policymakers pushing for a greener future. And to some extent, some of the um, activity has reflected that. You've got in the past few years, oil majors, you know, walking the talk saying they are going to transition to that towards that greener future. But there have been so many developments in the past few months and maybe a uh, year plus, which has just proven that fossil fuels are going to be here for quite some time. And this is where energy security comes into the conversation where they recognize, you know, this is not going to go away for countries who want to secure their energy future. To some extent, they need fossil fuels. And this was reflected when Russia invaded Ukraine, which sent a lot of question marks into the air where or how much dependent they are on other countries' uh, natural resources. Mm. So that's one factor. And also another factor is the recent underinvestment in oil investments. So there's a bit of a pent-up demand here as well from some of these oil majors who have been putting off investing in some of these 
um, fossil fuel projects because of all the talk around going greener. But I think that time has passed and now they recognise you know, they need more capacity and they, have, they are now stepping up. This is about energy security and also a geopolitical race. So Chevron upping its stake in Guyana's Stabric block, gaining that 30% stake helps it narrow its gap with China. Uh, the U.S. rival, it owns 45% of the block. Now, you might ask, what are investors saying about all this? Investors appear to be taking a wait-and-see approach. Shares of Hess dropped 1% overnight in line with the broader market. They are rallying a little in after-hours trade. Chevron shares fell 3.6% overnight. All right, our next acquisition in focus is in the realm of Big Pharma. The Swiss pharma company Roche is buying an immunology company. They're called Televant Holdings. It'll spend more than seven billion US dollars on the acquisition, so it's not quite as expensive as Chevron's purchase. But anyway, you look at it, seven billion is still plenty of money. So what does Roche see in Televant? Yeah, it's not just a shopping spree in the energy space. You've got the pharma space in on it as well. So Roche is looking at Televant for a couple of things. Uh, Televan produces drugs for people suffering from inflammatory and fibrotic diseases and also is in the process of developing a new one, a new mm. therapy for patients with Crohn's disease. So you've got more revenue streams perhaps that Roche is eyeing and for expanding its range of um, drugs and therapies. So Roche, I guess future-proofing itself. Promising data on Crohn's disease we're seeing emerging. Televant was formed last year by Roy Vant Sciences and Pfizer to develop a drug called RVT3101 to treat inflammatory bowel disease. Now, Roche's bid to buy Televant is a huge coup for Roy Vant, which picked up a majority ownership in RVT3101 this past year for pretty much next to nothing. Surprisingly, shares of Roy Vant Sciences tumbled more than 11% on the news. Roche closed slightly lower in European trade. Pfizer gained ground overnight. Let's turn to the world of AI now, where there are no major acquisitions to report today. But both Microsoft and Apple are set to spend billions. Microsoft is planning to invest 3.2 billion US dollars in cloud computing and AI infrastructure in a place that's not too far from here, relatively speaking. Where is Microsoft investing in? Yeah, the money is going to Australia. It's spending 5 billion Australian dollars. That is around 3.2 billion US dollars on AI infrastructure and cloud computing. So Brad Smith, the Microsoft president, has described it as the biggest investment in the four decades that Microsoft has been in Australia. And among the things it's eyeing is the growth in cloud computing. And this is where Microsoft is aiming to boost its cloud computing capabilities in Australia by 250% because they believe that market is going to grow by at least double. So it's going to be strengthening the country's cyber security apparatus and also training Australians, 300,000 of them in key skills for the digital economy. So investing in people as well as infrastructure in Australia. Yeah. The Labour government has a goal of 1.2 million tech sector jobs in Australia by 2030. Apple, meanwhile, has been pretty silent on the AI front, but it is now set to spend 1 billion US dollars to catch up with Microsoft, Google and other major players in this space. Apple and AI, a combination made in heaven. What can we expect? Yeah, so it is going to be something to look forward to because it does appear, based on reports, that Apple is 
doubling down, at least betting bigger on AI to feature in some of its products down the road. So it is going to be spending $1 billion per year Mm -hmm. to catch up. And of course, Apple, like you pointed out, has not been as much as the other folks on the publicity bandwagon, at least, talking up about AI. But perhaps in time to come, we can see more AI in things like Siri, the um, virtual assistant, um, things like Apple Music, where already we've seen to some extent Spotify using it to generate your playlists, you know, finding out what's your music tastes, who you are, your demographic to give you or serve you stuff that you might like. So it might mean a smarter Apple device and maybe the next phone from Apple could be an AI phone. What would that do? Hmm, I guess it can... <laughs> Tell you what you need before you know it yourself. <laughs> That's a good idea, right? All right, if we zoom out, what do you make of these big acquisitions and the investments that we've been seeing recently? Yeah, interesting times. So much money sloshing around. And also interesting times to see so much money sloshing around when we are in an environment of high interest rates. And that typically is a headwind for investments for risk appetite. Mm-hmm. Despite that, we are still seeing M&A activity going on. I think that is in part due to um, some extent how many of these companies have been able to save up a lot of money. So they are sitting on quite hefty cash piles, not a lot of spending in the past few years. And now there's a bit of pent-up demand for M&A. So that's perhaps one reason why they are now um, coming across in the news, all these deals being done and perhaps more to come. It does look quite encouraging that these deals are being done and some of these um, M&A activities are starting to pick up. Still a lot of money out there. Let's take a look at the broader markets now. The S&P 500 ended a streak of winning Mondays overnight. For the first time in 16 weeks, the S&P 500 has started the week off in the red, falling about 0.2%. It's also the blue chip index's fifth straight loss. It's longest losing streak since November. Investors have their eyes on bond deals, particularly that of the 10-year Treasury note, which briefly topped 5% overnight. Still stocks on Wall Street were mixed overnight, while the Dow and S&P 500 finished lower, the Nasdaq climbed a quarter percent. It is time for corporate news. Let's go with up or down. You play along at home, okay? Let's start with Apple supplier, Hon Hai. Yeah, Apple in the news for many reasons. Mm -hmm. And this one, I'm going to pick a reason that's not too good. One negative reason is Apple supplier, Hon Hai, also known as Foxconn. They are under investigation by Chinese authorities. So no specifics yet, but what we get from reports are that officials are conducting tax audits and reviewing land use by Foxconn. And you have to kind of connect the dots yourself. Foxconn founder Terry Goh is running for um, the elections to be the next Taiwanese president. So that's one reason that could be a factor in this equation, no further details, but I'm sure we'll hear more down the road. All right, so China's launching a series of investigations. Just needed to sneeze there. China launching a series of investigations into Honhai Precision that is part of Foxconn uh, and a major supplier to Apple. A lot of details are still not available. So some observers think the investigations are linked to that, you know, presidential bid 
Taiwan's upcoming elections, where Foxconn's founder is running for the head post, president. Shares of Honhai are down 6% over the past week. Definitely a down for the company. All right, let's switch gears now and take a look at the pressure coming on Chinese yen. Yeah, if you talk about the Chinese currency, it's been going through quite a bit of pressure in the past few months or even a year, especially when you stack it against the US dollar. And so much so that we have been seeing even more pressure uh, if you look at how foreign institutions have been selling off on Chinese yuan. So capital is exiting China at what's been described as the fastest pace in more than seven years. So this comes as we see all the issues we've been talking about, the property slump in China, the economic data that's been not too encouraging. So investors not liking the look around China these days and selling off on China. So that is contributing to the pressure that is on China and its currency. So uh, it is, for example, seeing the banks reporting their biggest monthly outflow since 2016. So a net exodus for Chinese um, investors. You're right about the exits. Foreign investors are fleeing China's markets at a record pace. The CSI 300 index is now trading at its lowest level since 2019, as the signs of the past four years have now all been erased. Signs of gains, that is. This is a down for Chinese equities. The Chinese yen is currently trading at around 7.32 to the US dollar. Let's look at Stellantis. All right, Stellantis is a car maker or vehicle maker. And if you've been following the news, there have been strikes going on because the workers want more, better conditions, better pay. And so far, it continues to drag on and Stellantis is being dragged into the picture because apparently its offer on the table was the worst of the lot. So union workers, not too happy, and now are expanding their strike to include Chrysler parent Stellantis. So bad news for Stellantis. So a down for me. Down for me as well. So US automakers expanding their strike. They're now picketing a Stellantis factory. And in case you're wondering, Stellantis makes the popular Ram pickup truck. It's a big profit center, this particular factory for Stellantis. And it's now shut down until the auto workers and manufacturers reach an agreement. So down for Stellantis. Let's look at Intel, Ryan. All right, Intel... If you remember, growing up, most PCs would have that sticker Intel inside, right? Oh, yeah. Um, now, not so much. Um, perhaps it's going to be an even more distant memory down the road because it has more competition. So Intel could see more competition from NVIDIA, which is going to be partnering ARM hmm. to build PC chips. So NVIDIA could be inside your PC in future. So not great news for, for Intel, which is uh, going to see lunch potentially being eaten. Uh, of course, NVIDIA already a big player in the AI space, so muscling its way into the PC space. So Intel is going to be a down for me. Somehow ARM inside doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Intel facing fresh competition from NVIDIA. It's reportedly working on a new chip to power personal computers. And this takes the competition directly onto uh, Intel's turf. Intel shares fell 3% overnight. So that is a down for the chip maker.
All right, the last word today belongs to a Singaporean entrepreneur. His name is Lim Yi Hung, and he's launched a WhatsApp and AI-based game. It's called Hidden.sg. I like this because it's a game that grew out of books, I have to say. He returned after some time in the UK, then was fascinated by what he found in the National Archives, and lo and behold... A new game is born, Hidden.sg. It's been described as an immersive, real-world adventure into the hidden side of Singapore. So you can sign up as a team and then you'll receive clues via WhatsApp to find hidden gems in the neighborhood that you're exploring. What do you think? Are you keen to play? It is an interesting idea to be able to immerse yourself in your neighbourhood, sometimes even your own backyard to discover new gems. And I think it's a win-win situation for the folks who are in the neighbourhood, like retail shops and maybe even your neighbours get to know them and discover new things. And it's an interesting platform as well. WhatsApp, you don't need to download a new app. You Mm. already have it on your phone for most of us. So it's going to be quite easy to get people on board, navigate it and get more users. So hopefully they do well. Um, So I'm going to check it out later. Yeah, I love the idea of uh, a game being so social like this. You play with a team. Reminds me a little of, you know, your own personalized Amazing Race. You remember that that show? You're racing around, picking up clues. So among the bits of info you might learn playing this game are that Dakota Estate was named after the Douglas DC-3 aircraft, which the British used to call the Dakota. And this plane was once a very common sight at the now defunct Kalang Airport, which is near Dakota. Lim may expand his chatbot gaming idea overseas. He says Hidden Perth or Hidden London might be nice. next. Yeah, the potential applications for this are you know, really bound by imagination, like orientation for your company's first day, like mm. discover where the meeting room is, or in school for the kids to figure out where the canteen is and all the little nuggets that you might want them to discover. So interesting idea. Yeah, love it when a Singaporean comes up with something so creative. Congratulations, Lim Yi Hung. His game again is called Hidden.sg. I'm going to download it as soon as I'm done here. And you can read more about the game in today's edition of The Straits Times. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. You're here with me on Market View. Thanks for your company. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.